This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying your Monday, June 15th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. Again, I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the guy who is training for his next 50-mile race, Jerem Jordan. Now, that sounds insane, right? Like, 50 miles, not on a bike, but actually running. That's crazy. Sean Olmstead, the men's volleyball coach, did this on Saturday. What? The Squaw Peak 50-miler. This is Sean. Sean runs. See Sean run. 50 miles. Now, a part of the course is an elevation increase of 9,400 feet. I don't know if you knew that. What in the world? That's a lot. That is the perhaps the most amazing athletic achievement I have heard of in a long time here at BYU, and that includes a lot of amazing athletic achievements. 50 miles running. Who wants to run up to Squaw Peak? I know a lot of people that drive up to Squaw Peak. Yeah. But I don't know many people that run up to Squaw Peak. Different (laughs) motives. This was a return to Squaw Peak for Sean. Only this time he ran. (laughs) Yeah. Stories. Well done, man. Well done. That's crazy. That's super impressive. Like I like I borderline think that's insane. Yeah, that's like I kinda want Sean to see a doc. You know, like like that is wild. The physical and mental and emotional energy that that would take is unbelievable. As I sat and consumed at least 15 Otter Pops in my backyard on Saturday. That's amazing, Sean. We had comparable uh, situations. It's unbelievable, Sean. Takes another bite of my (laughs) Snickers almond. Hard for me to get through that. (laughs) Well done, Mr. Olmstead. Here's today's show lineup as we open a new week. BYU basketball may have solidified its roster for the upcoming season with the addition of Brandon Averett. Well, it's not quite done, but yeah. Ball handler, along with Alex Barcelo, much needed. Why did Brandon follow Mark Pope again and decide to continue his career at BYU? Plus, the best to ever wear, number 29. And big deal, no deal. Jimmer Fredette back in the NBA as a backup option? Could that really happen? What do you think about that? Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. As mentioned, BYU men's basketball signs Utah Valley point guard Brandon Averett. He'll be a grad transfer this season for the Cougars after averaging nearly 13 points a game. Shot 33% from three. He was a member of the all-whack newcomer team, and he went to Oklahoma State prior to Utah Valley. Mark Pope says he's one of the, quote, most explosive, cat-quick, clever playmakers in college basketball. More on his signing and the roster as a whole coming up in what's trending. BYU Athletics on to the next phase of implementing teams back on campus for voluntary workouts. Five more teams return today, including women's volleyball, women's soccer, men's and women's cross country, and gymnastics. If all continues with no noticeable setbacks, all teams should return by June 22nd. Yeah, so by next Monday, hopefully everyone's having whatever voluntary workouts the players want to organize. BYU football will face two of pro football folks' top 25 teams this season. In Utah, 15th, it feels super high for a team that lost nine defensive starters and the quarterback. And Minnesota at 22nd. Those are games one and four on the schedule. I hope Utah is ranked. Maybe. 
I don't know. Jake Bentley, South Carolina quarterback. I, ho- I, I hope they are. They lost their top two rushes, by the way. Uh, one of them's at BYU. Add to the context, baby. BYU baseball senior pitcher Jared Lesser signs as an undrafted free agent with the New York Yankees. In 2019, Lesser helped BYU win the West Coast Conference title with a 3-2 record and a 4.44 earned run average. In 2020, before the cancellation of the majority of games, he played in five with 15 strikeouts and an ERA of 4.41. Congratulations to Jared. He's one of the guys that said, I don't want to come back next year. I just want to leave now. And I don't blame anybody for doing that, right? But if they come back, hey, even better, right, for BYU's team. But uh, good luck to Jared. And the Major League Baseball draft was only five rounds, so he's a guy that could have gone round six through 40. Sure, yeah. All right, on we go. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU basketball adds Brandon Averett, and now the Cougars have what I feel is a necessary ball handler and potential combo guard. Jerem, is Brandon Averett the one missing piece that was needed to complete the 2020-2021 BYU basketball roster? On a basic level, yes. They had, you know, uh, Jesse Wade has been a question mark. So if Jesse's able to play, it's still a matter of effectiveness. How effective will he be? He hasn't really played in two, three, you could argue, even five years, a lot of minutes, right? Um, so Brandon Averett is a... Awesome piece to add to this group because Alex Barcel is going to play the point. Maybe AB can play the. You have AB and BA, by the way. Here we go. Nice. I like the yin and yang of that. Uh, maybe Alex Barcel can play the two. He doesn't have to play the one. So here, here comes Brandon Averett. Uh, he's going to be a one and none guy as a grad transfer. He's a capable ball handler, 13 a game at Utah Valley. Shoots uh, well from the field, well enough, right? So I, I like it. He, he's not the final piece to me. The final piece isn't on the team. It's going to be someone that develops into that. It's the, who's the guy that's going to go for 20-plus consistently type of player? Who's the guy that's taking the shot late in the shot clock? Who's taking the game winner? That, I don't know who that guy is on this team. I think there are a couple guys that are good candidates. And perhaps BYU runs with four or five really good players as opposed to one or two great ones, right? But I, and maybe at the end of the year we look back and go, well, it's this guy and it's this guy. But right now, I don't know the answer to that question. But I think Brandon Averett is a tremendous piece, a necessary piece, a piece that pushes BYU probably into the I think they should be a tournament team as opposed to a wait and see for me. I'm glad you pointed out that there is now an AB and a BA, and they are in the backcourt uh, back for BYU. So why don't we just call them Abba Gold and go from there? Abba Gold. <laughs> See if that one sticks. <laughs> the seniors, Alex Barcelo and Brandon Averett. It's such a juxtaposition, and, and you said it. BYU goes from having three guys that are the guy that could take the last shot, TJ Haas, Yoli Childs, Jake Tools, any of those guys taking the last shot in a clutch game for BYU last year. It's like, okay, yeah, whoever. They're, they're top 50s probably in BYU history. Great, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, any of them. Like, whoever. If TJ takes it, great, and it paid off. He was super clutch for BYU. Uh, now BYU is searching for that guy. Is it Connor Harding? Is it Alex Barcelo? Does he assume that position as the guy that takes the big shot late in the game? So, yeah, that's a big one that BYU is going to have to figure out. I do like this team. I feel like BYU now has a complete team. You have all the types. I don't care if there are five guys that average nine or ten points a game. Great. Balance is amazing. I love it. BYU doesn't need to have a guy that scores 25 a game, especially if you've got – Five guys that are capable of going double figures any night on a regular yeah. basis. 50 is not a lot, though. You need that to be like 65. Yeah. Well, and I think BYU's bench is uh, 
getting pretty loaded up as well with Wyatt Lowell. And who knows what Gavin Baxter is going to do? Is he going to be a starter? Is he going to come off the bench early uh, in place of uh, Richard Harward or Matt Harms? BYU's got depth. They've got a complete roster. They've got every position that they need. Um, and, and we'll see if this is the complete roster, but who knows? We're, we're expecting uh, one more potentially. There's, there's we'll always see. a little bit who more knows? shuffling. Who knows? So I wouldn't call it complete way in. And BYU basketball, because of Mark Pope, we shouldn't be surprised, is transfer nation. Aren't they, Jerem? I mean, they, they continue to just welcome in guys that want another opportunity, a fresh start at BYU, which takes us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The eight transfers currently on the BYU basketball roster are the most in at least the last 23 years. That includes the Steve Cleveland, Dave Rose, and Mark Pope eras as head coaches at BYU. That's just what we know the last 23 years. Uh, so I, I think it's safe to say this is the most transfer every team in BYU history. And then uh, a transfer is probably someone who was at another school for at least part of a season then comes here. Keep in mind that Trevin Nell signed with Cal out of high school. We don't include him in this, right? And then, uh, you know, whoever else comes down the pipe. I, I like what you're saying about, yes, BYU has all the, the basketball types, right? Uh, they got the shot blocker. They got the strong post guy. They got the length uh, defender glass guy. They got the uh, up-and-coming wing guy. They got a couple of point guards. They got three seniors now on this team, by the way. You go from one inherently to adding Matt Harms and now Brandon Averett. And it's, it, okay, I'm going to say every player's name on the roster right now and something significant about them. Okay, ready? Uh-huh. Averett, Oklahoma State transfer. Just tells you, like, okay, dude, come on. Okay, teeth-grinding Bar- dunk. Barcelo, Arizona Player of the Year twice uh, in high school, Arizona transfer. Connor Harding, Idaho Player of the Year. Hunter Erickson, 20-plus at Timpio. Uh Trevinell, Cal Signe, then transfer, 25 a game. Spencer Johnson, 13 a game at Slick. We, we're, we aren't even talking about Spencer Johnson and Gideon George, uh, 14 a game at New Mexico Junior College. White Lowell, whack Newcomer of the Year. Gavin Baxter, four-star, uh, 24th best power forward at... Uh, coming out of high school, Kobe Lee, ESPN four-star, Idaho player of the year. Matt Harms, Purdue transfer, second tallest player in program history, by the way. Richard Harward, UVU transfer, a guy that all the coaches love. And Jesse Wade, oh, by the way, Utah player of the year over the likes of TJ Haas and former Gonzaga transfer. Whoa. Do you like the roster? <laughs> I love it. Yes. I'm very excited. I, th- I think that BYU is going to have a new challenge in making this group gel like the last group did. Because remember, Jake Tulson had been at BYU before. He knew some of the guys. And you had a Yoli Childs and a, a TJ Hodges and Zach Sellius and Dalton Nixon. All hungry to make it to the tournament. They had been together a few years. The new challenge is, can we help this group come together for one season together? Can you get all these new faces and what, eight or nine of them are going to be kind of new? And blend them together into a beautiful team that can do something that we remember? I think the answer is yes. Because we trust what? These guys? Yes, the staff. We trust Mark Pope and the staff to make it happen because they took a non-NIT team with essentially the same dudes and turned them into a sixth seed in the NCAA tournament. It was a beautiful thing. Here's the thing. And, are, and, th- and this is our projected starting lineup, by the there way. There are a lot of new faces. And by the way, our projected starting lineup features four transfers. <laughs> okay, the Three uh, as seniors, Alex Barcelo, Averett, and Matt Harms. The three seniors are transfers. I don't worry so much because I feel like the majority of the transfers are 100% comfortable with the coaching staff, and they have coached 
a lot of these guys before at Utah Valley. So Wyatt Lowell is a transfer. Richard Harwood's a transfer. Abert was recruited by Mark Pope to go to Utah Valley. He, so, well, he redshirted a full year with Pope. State. It's not he like knows them. they're yeah. brand new. Like they know. But I mean, them integrating with the other guys. Yeah, it's that's it, the challenge. For it's the a thing there. that has to happen. Yeah, it's, it's not just you know. You don't just show up randomly with a bunch of uh, new coworkers and just gel. You know what I mean? It takes a minute, and we believe that it will happen. I, I yeah, I'm stoked about this team. I, I went from yeah, I think this could be a tourney team to I believe this is a tourney team now. Yeah. And how about and, and, and uh, you know we're going to talk to Brandon Aver coming up. What does what does he expect? Because he's a he and Harms are one and done guys. They're going. I'm here for one year. I want to make a massive impact. Obviously, they're going to go to grad school, and hopefully, that academic portion helps them pro uh, after basketball. But like, they're coming, they're coming in to do something, not to develop. And that's why transfers are maybe more effective than just going straight high school. Although BYU is doing a good job of that as well with the Dallin Halls and the Tanner Toulsons and the Richie Saunders of the world, because these guys have an agenda, and the agenda is very urgent. When you get a freshman that comes in, he's not expecting to do much that first year. I'm, I'm in college for the first time. Hopefully I'll get some playing time. I want to play. I'm ambitious, but it's just different. Like Gideon George is coming in to do something as a junior. So I like the idea of a lot of transfers. And we've said this before. Why is BYU transfer, transfer heavy now? Mark Pope, transfer. Chris Burgess, transfer. These guys transferred after two years and had a better experience right at that second place. Here's the thing. They all want to make the NCAA tournament. And right now with this roster – even if BYU adds somebody else, even if they don't add somebody else, I think this is an NCAA tournament roster. Yeah, they, I, I think they have the talent and the makeup, too. You, you have, now, the, uh, if you look front court, back court, right now I look at the front court as a little more proven at the moment than the back court. I'm, I'm excited to see the back court. Uh, I'm not saying they're not proven. I just think the front court's a little more proven in that regard because you have the Matt Harms. Who went to an Elite Eight with Purdue, by right, the way. And a Sweet 16. And he registered on one of those. But the point is, the backcourt, it's like, okay, just what's going to work? I'm stoked to watch that process because Mark Pope has done it again. He has compiled a team that we believe in. Football is having a hard time capturing the same Magic and feeling. Yeah. Because people are going, oh, sweet, are we going to win seven games? That People are down on the football team a little bit right now in the program. And maybe because you of the be. last three years. Because they got so many upperclassmen. Right. And, and hopefully, be, but we're in a show me stage yeah. with football. Yes. We are in a I will show up to you stage with basketball. It, it's different right now. How about this vote of confidence for Brandon Averett from one Jake Toulson over mm-hmm. the weekend? And I quote a tweet from Jake. Consider it a blessing. BYU missed out on every other guy in the portal. Great point. Brandon Averett was the best player on our Utah Valley team two years ago during his redshirt, and it wasn't even close. That includes Jake Tilson. So excited to watch him ball out. Congrats, my guy. Now, watching the film on him, explosive, uh, Takes people off the dribble. Uh, at Oklahoma State, he had this one dunk that was like just crazy gnarly where the whole bench is going crazy. And he's listed at 5'11". So that's wild. His ability to defend. I, he, he can shoot the three, 33%, right? I believe this team can get him to the high 30s, if not low 40s in that regard. Uh, three assist a game guy, right? So I, I'm excited to see how be, yeah, look, look at, Woo! look at the spin move and here's the dunk. That's the dunk right there. 
That is a teeth grinder. Why is Oklahoma State wearing teal? That's another kind of bluish. That's another question I have. That is, I mean, there are there are validating tweets, and then there's that from Jake Toulson. That that's when it really hit home. Because he said me. he was better than I was. Like, uh, what? He was on that team. He was saying I, he was better than I was. Our question of the day: What is your reaction to BYU basketball signing? Brandon Abert, the grad transfer from Utah Valley who came from Oklahoma State. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Here we go. First response in <laughs> from at Trey Harris. Come on. 18 on Twitter. Come on, Trey. Nebraska Law School. He replies with two words. Final four. We're not doing that. No, 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 no. Blue goggle alert. No, no, no. Blue goggle alert. Blue goggle alert. NCAA tournament win. Yeah, how about NCAA Let's tournament? Let's go with that. Win. Let's yeah. go with that. NC2A. How do you see it? You say it. Double A, NCAA. NCAA or NCAA. I say NCAA. I know it's like Steve Cleveland says NC2A. Yes. Why are there three ways of saying this? <laughs> uh, at Humphrey Sean on Twitter. Averett adds great on-ball defense against quick guards like USFs that killed us last year in addition to its point guard abilities. Great point. Has BYU had two quick defenders on the perimeter? A little undersized, right? A.B. And, and Brandon Averett aren't the, like your 6'2 guard, right? They're a little, little uh, shorter but quicker. Ultra quick. Team ultra has depth at every position now, which should lead to a lot of competition. And, yeah, I, I do love that. Like, I never envisioned Gavin Baxter ever potentially coming off the bench as an upperclassman. I thought that would be insane. So th- that's a good thing. And hopefully Gavin's okay with it, right? Well, the, maybe the buy-in he's the as spark a team. that BYU needs. Maybe he can be that Perhaps. guy. Jonathan Tavernari came off the bench for crying out loud, and it right. was amazing for BYU. Right. Right, yeah. When, when you're super deep, that helps. Coming up, the best to wear, number 29. And you know what? We've talked a lot about him. Why not talk with him? We will. Brandon Averett joins BYU Sports Nation. Why did he follow Coach Pope again to BYU? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Listen, if you need BYU hoops, you can go back to 1979 BYU LaSalle, the Cougars beating Notre Dame in 81, Jim or Fredette's games of the Cougars beating number two Gonzaga in Provo. It's on the BYU TV app. It's free. Download it today. And it's amazing content. Of course, we feel that in our very biased opinions. Uh, We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. We now welcome in, for the first time ever, on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline via Zoom, New BYU basketball transfer, Brandon Abert. Brandon, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. You got it. How would you explain your weekend uh, on social media and with interactions after you made the official announcement that you were coming to BYU to play basketball for Mark Pope and his staff? Uh, well, yeah, immediately my social media kind of blew up. Uh, just notification after notification, follow after follow. So, I mean... It's just, it's, it felt good to have everybody interact with me. When you put your name in the portal, we thought there might be an opportunity here. Obviously, you went to Utah Valley when Mark Pope was there and you redshirted. But uh, what went into the decision to officially come to BYU and, and join up with Mark Pope and staff again? Uh, well, as you said, uh, I, I originally committed to Coach Pope over at UBU. So, I mean, just seeing the opportunity and seeing that they needed a a, a ball handler, you know, it was just kind of a, a perfect opportunity in my eyes. So it was kind of a no-brainer in my opinion. I mean, as soon as I found out that I was able to graduate, I just – I knew where I wanted to be, so. 
What was it about Mark Pope and his staff that made you initially want to play for him at Utah Valley and now BYU? Uh, just talking with Pope and just understanding his vision, you know, I mean, he really went into detail of what he want for, for my future and his future, you know, uh, and it would kind of perfectly fit together, you know, it was just kind of a perfect fit and I fell in love with everybody, the coaching staff and everything immediately. So it just, it just was a family feel. So you mentioned as soon as you knew you could graduate, you knew where you wanted to be. So when you figure that out, I don't know if you're talking to like a academic counselor or something. Is B, so BYU is at the top of your mind of, hey, if there's an opportunity, I want to go to BYU? Uh, yes, sir. I mean, like I said, uh, Coach Pope was the, the coach that kind of got me out here to Utah. And I mean, kind of sucked. I never got to play for him. Just, just going through a whole red shirt year, working real hard and kind of not being able to play for him, just, it kind of was bummed. But just like I said, I, I knew I had that opportunity and I knew exactly where I wanted to be. So, How did Mark Pope convince you to go from Oklahoma State, for those who don't know, to Utah Valley in uh, Orem, Utah, a place uh, perhaps unfamiliar to you growing up in Texas and then playing in Oklahoma? Uh, well, I just remember like him telling me exactly what and more that I wanted to hear and transferring you know uh we both had the vision of wanting to go to the ncaa tournament and take wanting to take utah valley the first time in school history and kind of making a run and winning the WAC tournament so we just had that same competitive winning mindset in my opinion so it just it was destined to be BYU basketball transfer Brandon Abert with us on BYU Sports Nation. Now uh, it is your opportunity to help BYU get back to the NCAA tournament. What kind of idea did you have about BYU uh, before you signed with them, before you came to Utah for that matter? Uh, well, I knew of BYU just because of Jim Fredette, but because, besides that, I mean, uh, it wasn't too much I knew before I came out here. You know, uh, my red shirt year, I remember – being in the Marriott Center on the bench and just being amazed by the, the student section, you know, it was just, it was crazy. I couldn't, I couldn't wait to just play there, you know, but I never, and I'm not gonna lie, I never would have thought I would have ended up going to school here, but I'm very excited to be here. I can't wait to play in front of Cougar Nation. And we're excited, and I know Cougar Nation is excited as well. Uh, awesome showing over the weekend by fans getting excited about you. We've been saying, BYU needs a ball handler. They need a guy that can handle the ball with Alex Barcelo, and here you are. So describe what you can do on the court and where you feel you're very strong. Uh, well, number one, I just feel like uh, my, my most unique thing about me is just my competitive nature, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of a never-back-down type of guy, and I really don't care who's in front of me. I've played against the best. I've guarded the best. So, I mean, I consider myself the best, you know. So I'm a competitive, competitive winner, you know, so – I just want to bring competitive and winning to the table and whatever sacrifice I need to make for the team to win. Are you a traditional point guard? How would you describe your game? Uh, I'd say, I mean, I'm kind of a guy that can do it all. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a playmaker, uh, a defender. You know, I try to get in the lane, make plays for my, myself, my teammates, you know, create my own shot. Uh, just beat people off the dribble, make – I mean, I just I try to do it all, you know, so – and that includes dunking, right? We saw that dunk at Oklahoma State. That went all over. That was incredible, dude. And, and you, are you 5'11"? 
That's that's generous. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm about five ten. <laughs> you're five ten, and you threw down like that. That's incredible, man. Take take us back to that moment. It, it I can't remember who you played, but it was a teeth grinder, man. Uh, it was actually against Charlotte, uh, but I just remember. Honestly, I don't know what hit me, but I just remember seeing a lane open and just wanting to be real aggressive at the rim. And actually, I was kind of surprised it went in. I, I kind of just <laughs> went up. Wow. It went in, so I was I was really excited, and, I, and then everybody erupted, and it, it was fun. Yeah, well, if you wanted to be aggressive, mission accomplished there. <laughs> Brandon Averett with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, Brandon, when you look at this BYU basketball roster and you see the likes of Matt Harms and uh, some of your former Utah Valley teammates and Richard Harward and Wyatt Lowell, what goes through your mind about what this team can potentially accomplish? Uh, well, I mean – Essentially, I mean, we all want to get to the NCAA tournament. You know, that's that's the main focus. That's the focus for the entire season. So, I mean, I think we can we can definitely accomplish a lot. You know, I think we'll surprise a lot of people. And it, I, I feel like we have nothing less than Sweet 16 aspirations. You know, I mean, that that's what I see for this team. And that's what I feel like we're capable of doing. Tell us something about Mark Pope we don't already know. Uh, I'm sure y'all y'all pretty y'all know him pretty well now, but uh, he's just a fun guy, you know. I mean, he he can he he's he's real good at turning on and turning off, you know. Like, you get on the court, he's he's so he's just straight to business, and you get off the court, and he's just the best guy ever. So it's just it's kind of it's kind of fun to see how how good he can turn it on and turn it off. True or false? You have watched uh, some of his NBA highlights. Uh, false. I have <laughs> true or false. There are NBA highlights. <laughs> <laughs> we kid. We yeah. lo- we love. Mark. I'm uh, listen. The, one of the opening episodes of the Last Dance featured your boy Mark Pope getting some shots mm-hmm. up. I think in uh, you know the United Center or something. So there you go. Um, tell mm-hmm. us what it was like to grow up in Richardson, uh, Texas. Where is Richardson? Uh, Richardson is in like. North Dallas area, but I mean, it was fun. It, it's in Dallas is just a lot of talent in in the whole city. So I mean, I wasn't one of those five star, four star guys. I kind of, I kind of fell under the rug. And I mean, my recruiting process wasn't like crazy or great, you know. But I just stick to my my hard work, and I mean, it's it's always seemed to bring me and take me places. So I just kept working hard and. Never gave up. Along those lines, uh, you said you weren't recruited much, yet you landed Oklahoma State. Uh, That's a great place to play basketball, right? Do you feel like now at your third school and now with BYU, who last year was a top 15 uh, team at one point, right, and and high expectations this year, do you feel like you have something to prove individually to help a team uh, get into the NCAA tournament and help yourself get a pro career? Uh, Yes, sir, definitely. I mean, I've always played with a chip on my shoulder, but I mean – I'm not really too too much focused on me this year. I'm just coming in, just excited to just do whatever I can to help the team win. Brandon, I'm sure you've already done it, but or at least Mark Pope has told you to do it. Imagine almost 19,000 wild fans taking on a top five team, and uh, you're one of the guys running out on the floor. What kind of emotion comes to mind when I paint that picture for you? It's just it's very exciting. You know, it's it's kind of – Anxious and exciting, you know what I mean? Just kind of how last season ended and 
just nobody got to finish their season. So, I mean, I'm just so excited to play. I can't wait to play in front of the greatest fans in America. What's life like right now as you try and get ready for the season amid uh, coronavirus and whatnot, as you try and get some voluntary workouts in? Uh, I mean, it's kind of been the same thing. You know, I just try to get in the gym, do my schoolwork and go home kind of thing and just try to get a routine and just stick to it daily. Brandon, let's finish with this. Uh, what NBA player do you try and pattern your game after? Uh, there's a lot of players I actually watch, but the player that I, I seem to try to take the most out of his game is Kyrie Irving. Uh, just his finishing ability, his his ball handling, his shooting, his footwork. It's just a lot of little stuff in his game that I try to take away from him. Do you have a nickname? B.A. B.A. is my nickname. B.A.? Okay. okay. There. All right. Love it. B.A. it is. Hey, uh, welcome to BYU Sports Nation once again. We appreciate the time, man. Uh, can't tell you how excited we are to watch you play basketball BYU. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You got it. Brandon Averett on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why. We show how. I am so pumped for him to be at BYU. And, and you said it early and often. Ball handler, ball handler. He is ball handler and more. One thing he didn't bring up that he would if we had asked him a little more about it is his defense. He is a good defender as well. So on that guard line, and like we said, we expect him to be in the starting lineup. He's not going to – I don't think he's coming off the bench. I think you bring him over to make an impact in the starting lineup right away. Stoked, man. He keeps saying competitive, chip on the shoulder, love to play defense. Sounds like Alex Marcello, right? That, like, like same mentality, those exactly. two together? Love that. And then you go back to Jackson Emery, who thrived in those type of things. Like, we need that player. Love it. Can't wait. Okay, coming up, is the NBA bubble a big deal to Jimmer? Plus, the best to ever wear number 29 at BYU. Don't go anywhere. This is BYU Sports Nation. Listen to BYU Sports Nation on demand by downloading the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast and subscribe, rate, and review. He is Jeremiah Spencer. This is BYU Sports Nation on a Monday. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. Cougars sign Utah Valley point guard Brandon Averett. He'll be a grad transfer. He'll play this one season for the Cougars after averaging 12.8 points per game. He shot 33% from three. We just talked to him. He's awesome. He was a member of the All-Wack newcomer team. He went to Oklahoma State prior to Utah Valley. Mark Pope says he's one of the most explosive, cat-quick, clever playmakers in college basketball. There's an A-B and a B-A. There's Abba. an Abba, Abba for BYU basketball in the backcourt. The dates for the Junkanoo Jam in the Bahamas featuring BYU hoops are November 19th through the 22nd, avoiding conflict with the Cougars' reported game against Oregon on November 17th in the Phil Knight Classic. Following the showdown with the Ducks in Portland, BYU will head to the Bahamas on the 18th for two games and three days against George Mason and either Tulsa or Boston College. So essentially it's just the 19th and 20th. Yeah, correct. Athletics News. BYU moves into the next phase of teams being able to return to campus for voluntary workouts. Five more teams return today. Women's volleyball, women's soccer, men and women's cross country, and gymnastics. Next Monday, more teams are scheduled to return as well. Baseball. BYU senior Jared Lesser signs as an undrafted free agent with the New York Yankees. In 2019, Lesser was a big part of BYU winning the West Coast Conference Championship. 3-2 record, 4.44 earned run average in 2020 before things got shut down due to a pandemic. He played in five games, 15 strikeouts, had an ERA of 4.41. Football. The Cougars will face two of pro football focuses top 25 teams this season in Utah at 15 and Minnesota at 22nd. Those games are 
scheduled to be games one and four on the schedule. Listen to this. Several college football players have weighed in on how the upcoming season should be played amidst COVID-19 in an ESPN questionnaire. The vast majority say they want to play the season with or without a vaccine. Well, they're already doing it without getting paid. You know, school's paid for, but I mean, they're not paid employees per se already, so I understand the willingness. Yahoo Sports reports the NCAA Football Oversight Committee will vote Wednesday on the proposal to start fall camp in July in preparation for the season. We could see a situation where in three and a half weeks, BYU is potentially in camp for an elongated period. As of July 13th, and within that proposed model, teams would be able to practice up to 20 hours per week with a max of four hours per day. They're all feeling the heat because they didn't get spring football. And they, they want to be able to check well, on the and, health and, and conditioning. Get into, yeah, and get into shape. Because guys can't go lift in the same way, right? So it makes sense. Um, I kind of fear just more injuries and more burnout. Um, if you have a long fall camp, fall camp's already hard. And you get tired of your teammates. and I, I get that there's a Wanting to strangle of, each other. Yeah. Like, you know, six weeks on a mission. By the end of the transfer, <laughs> you're, uh, you're done with that companion, right? <laughs> on that note. Time for the best to wear it. We're counting up to 99, one number each show, and determining who was the best athlete to wear each number at Brigham Young University. Today, it's all about number 29. This player was the all-time leading rusher when he left school. His name's Jamal Willis. Jamal was awesome, man. He was a tremendous rusher. Had 2,970 yards. uh, Also had over 1,000 yards receiving. 40 total touchdowns. He's the fourth-leading rusher in school history at the moment. Tied for third most touchdowns. Pivotal in some really, really fun and wild early 90s games. Thinking of 91 San Diego State. I'm thinking of 94 Notre Dame beating Penn State as well. He was well. the MVP of the Copper Bowl against Oklahoma his senior year. Exactly. Exactly. He was awesome. He was fast. He had swag. Uh, second team all whack in 92. First team all whack in 94. Played a couple of years for the 49ers. And uh, he's one of the all-time great players at BYU. Absolutely. The best to wear number 29, and he's still making an impact on the program with an outside business. He has what they call cutback elite, and he's working with guys like Lopini Kato, among other BYU football players, to help them work yeah. on becoming quicker, finding the hole faster, and uh, Being like Jamal Willis. becoming a great running back. Yeah, Jamal Willis and Jamal Williams, two of the greats uh, at BYU, very similar names. And uh, Jamal's son, Shaman, is a cornerback on the team as well. So he's got a a kid on the team. Yeah, Jamal Willis has been tweeting out classic videos of his highlights, and I love it. I am here for it. I I want more of it. I am fine with someone tweeting out their own highlights if the highlights are awesome. Yeah, I I want more of it. Because they're not going to tweet out bad highlights. So let's go. Coming up, a little big deal, no deal. And BYU basketball scheduled to play three games in four days in two different countries. Big deal or no deal? That's next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Get to know players, coaches, and some fans by searching Deep Blue on the BYU TV app today. All 23 Deep Blue features from last season are available on demand right now. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, live in the studio Bizzle on a very busy Monday. It is time for Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal, No Deal. 
Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. I will start at number one, Jerem. Big deal, no deal. The majority of BYU basketball's rostered players are transfers. We have eight. Big deal. Sorry, I thought you were going to say more. Uh, big deal. I, I uh, mentioned in the opening block that I love the idea of people that come in with an immediate agenda to impact, right? Freshmen sometimes take a minute to warm up. And if they're straight out of high school, they're 18. Or if they're straight off a mission, they haven't been getting buckets across the globe like we, everyone thinks that we do, right? Uh, so I, I think it's a big deal. I think these uh, guys come in and they want to make an impact right away. They're not here to just kind of ease into the system. They're here to, to go right now. It's a big deal because BYU, in our projected starting five, features four transfers. Alex Barcelo, Brandon Averett, Richard Harward, and Matt Harms. Four of the five projected starters, at least according to us, are transfers. Well, the the team asks us who they should start. So it's kind of, you know, just set in stone, right? That's the thing. This is a big deal. They expect to make an impact, and the agenda clearly stated by Brandon Averett is make the NCAA tournament. That's what the season is all about. Mention more than that. He mentioned more than that. And if you want to hear what he said, you can go back and watch the interview because I won't go there. <laughs> Number two, big deal, no deal. BYU has two pro football focus preseason top 25 teams on the schedule in Utah and Minnesota. Uh, no deal because they have Utah at number 15. Yeah, way too high. I, 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 yeah, I, I'm fine good, if Utah's like 22nd or something because of what they've done the last several years. But yeah, 15 too high. They just put 10 guys in the NFL, seven draft picks, three is undrafted. Yeah, is Utah even good anymore? They're good. Yeah, no, they're, they're good. good. I don't know that they deserve to be ranked number 15. So for no. me, when I saw that, I thought, eh, no deal. Yeah, it, you can't. It, it, it's one thing to lose all the defense. It's another to lose Tyler Huntley and Zach Moss. And the and entirety Devontae, of your defense. And Devontae Henry Cole, right? <laughs> Among others. So, yeah, and, and on the offensive line, there's a lot of guys. To, I think there's three starters to replace them. Yeah, no, no deal for me as well, which uh, that, the BYU-Utah game is how many days away again? Mm-hmm. Countdown to the Utes. 80 days away. Now that's Ooh. a big deal. Ooh. Okay, yeah. Minnesota deserves to be top 25 preseason. Yes. They, they 100%. And I think Utah does too. I just don't like 15. 15? I, most places have Minnesota higher than Utah, by the way. This is rare. If I were a Utah fan. Oh, uh, gross. Why would you even say that? Dark reality. I wouldn't want to be number 15. Losing all of those players. That, that no, expect- no, no. Be top 10. And we're going to win the South. Too and, high. Too yeah, high. This is the year. And this is our most talented team. Like, all, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, all of it. Yes. I do want Utah to be ranked when BYU opens the season against them for added context. It's fun. Which is how many days away? 80 days away. I was just seeing if we played. <laughs> <laughs> like, three. don't roll it! No, we did it. Number three, and we did so successfully with syncopation, no less. Yeah, let's go, man. Big deal, no Acapella deal. choir. In a look back at college football expansion, former Big 12 commissioner oh Dan Beebe tells KSLSports.com, quote, BYU is one of those schools that might have been able to move the needle a little bit, end quote. Let's not talk about might have been able to. (laughs) You know how many might have been able tos there are in BYU sports history? Uh, Oh, might have been able to. Get out of here. No deal. You know what? No deal. 
yellow card. For oh, it's been a minute. Bringing this into the. It's been. I even. I forgot those were down there. What yellow else card. is down you here? You know what? I have something else too. Okay. What else is down it here? Relates to football better. I've got a yellow flag. Okay, I'm throwing the flag. Don't you dare throw this in someone's eye, though. That happened in the NFL. That this that. even got brought up. Like, I know that Big Twelve conversation is fun. Expansion is fun. It is. Well, it is clearly because BYU fans latch onto it. What, but what expansion? Wh- BYU's been independent for nine years. What when we are about? talking about a former commissioner saying BYU might have been, what are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? Thanks, Taylor. No deal. Okay, Taylor Twelman, our line producer today. His name Taylor. He's like, what did I do? <laughs> Number four, <laughs> big deal, no deal. Jimmer Fredette's name was tossed out as a potential NBA bubble alternate for a team. It's a big deal, Jeremy. And Jimmer. who said it again? Tate Frazier? Right? It's, it's Jimmer. It's a big deal. Uh, in all seriousness, it, it there are reportedly a lot of guys that are feeling super hesitant about playing basketball, uh, even in a bubble in Orlando in the NBA. Uh, so why Jimmer Fredette would be the perfect candidate to replace one of those guys because he clearly wants to be back in the league and he's available. I mean, Panathinaikos ain't playing. The Greek league is canceled. Jimmer's back in America already. So this is intriguing to me. If guys are not going to play and they don't feel comfortable, he is a perfect fit for that scenario. Yeah, yeah the idea is fun. But the reality is no deal. Unless he actually signs with the team. Then it'd be a big deal because anything Jimmer does, this is just a thought. This isn't an action. Anything he does is a big deal, especially here, right? It'd be fun to see him play in that. And, yeah, the NBA's playing. It's a matter of who is playing on the court, right? They're playing July 31st, you know? It's if going Le- down, right? Patrick Beverly said, if LeBron's playing, we're all playing. <laughs> right. And, yeah, there's discussion, if, in case you missed it, about, you know, with what's going on socially with Black Lives Matter. Should they not play in an attempt to give attention to that yeah. and use their platform? Yeah. So that, that's certainly a uh, legit question, right? Um, I am, I'm guessing that they're going to play and they can use that platform uh, they can continue to use that platform. But if they didn't play, it'd be interesting because Bill Russell and company, uh, Bill Simmons has talked about back in the day, they played a game where in hindsight he says, I don't know if that was the right move. I think on perhaps the day that uh, Martin Luther King Jr. was shot or something. Mm-hmm. And, and Bill Russell to this day says, I'm not sure if that was the right move. So it, it, the day after. So it, it takes a second to make this decision. There's no rush. If the NBA doesn't want to play because of this, I totally get it. It's, Sorry, some of the players. It's such a unique situation. Yeah. And, and you know, there, there are guys, yeah, I'm glad you brought it up, the Black Lives Matter situation on top of a pandemic. Not to mention the pandemic. So it's, right? it could be like, one or the other gosh. or both for these guys. Like, hey, I don't feel comfortable because of this or this or both of these things. Yes. And, you know, Ed Davis just came out with some stuff that said, hey, it's easy for some of the richer guys to say this because they've, they've got the money. Some of us. You know, don't have that same level of wealth, right? So we'll we'll see what the NBA does. But if Jimmer Fredette somehow came back and was in the NBA, that'd be that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be that'd be fun. <laughs> Trust me, in July uh, and August, uh, September, we'll be watching. Yeah, the two weeks, which uh, would be potentially uh, playoff seeding games, like these play-in games to formulate the playoff bracket. That that'd be fun. Interest is going to be thinking about super the replacements high. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one that movie was made in the late 90s and I, I'm trying to remember the name of the quarterback Shane Falco 
Keanu Reeves. Yeah, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Shane yeah. Falco. Which is basically, you know, uh, <laughs> Johnny Utah from a decade before or whatever. And Gene Hackman's the coach. <laughs> the GOAT from Hoosiers. Yes. <laughs> Let's get you to coach a different sport. Oh, Speaking of Hoosiers and basketball, big deal, no deal. BYU basketball is reportedly scheduled to play three games in four days this upcoming season, including a matchup with Oregon in Portland, de facto road game, then two games in the Bahamas against George Mason and either Tulsa or Boston College. It's a big deal. But first, let's address what happened the last couple of days. And, uh, you know, shout out to Robbie McCombs of Vanquish the Foe for digging up some of this information here. So BYU is reportedly playing Oregon, two sources now. Oregon 24-7 and John Rothstein in Portland, November 17th. Okay. Then BYU was scheduled to go to the Bahamas to play in the Junkanoo Jam. They're still going. But when that was originally released, the information was that it was other days that have changed and it was three games, but now it's down to two. So BYU is going to play George Mason on the 19th. So play Oregon on the 17th in Portland. Go all the way to the Bahamas on the 18th. Play George Mason on the 19th and then play the winner or loser, depending on the result, of Tulsa and Boston College. <sighs> Are they even going to be able to enjoy the Bahamas? I hope they have a because, couple of days after to just relax. Well, Weber State's the 23rd. <laughs> so, t- Wait, is it November 23rd or December 23rd? No, December 23rd. What's, a, no, what's November? There's another one that's in November, I swear. Uh, yeah, I'm going to look it up right now. But I, it's a big deal because it's going to be hard. That's going to be hard. Oregon is, uh, you could argue, the best non-conference game BYU will have. I don't project San Diego State to be like one seed, two seed quality again. But Oregon has been a Final Four team recently, right? They've been a Sweet 16 kind of perennial team. And then you got to fly eight hours to the Bahamas. Yeah. Okay, Utah Valley's a week later. Uh, so hopefully BYU doesn't, doesn't schedule anything. No, is that, it's, it would be Thanksgiving, right? Spend Thanksgiving maybe, in the Bahamas. Maybe they can just hang out there, yeah. Now spend some, spend some time in the Bahamas. I hope they get a couple it's, of it's days It's a week off. before Thanksgiving. Oh. So they'll probably have to come back. Yeah, the 20 and the 20th is a Friday. So they're probably leaving on Sunday. Do they, hey, hey, November 23rd, give them class off. Let them hang out in the Bahamas. Let them hang I, out. Yeah, if you can't go all the way to the Bahamas just to play two basketball games and bounce, you need at least a day there, like a full day, not a travel day, not a game day, right? Is, Why else would you go there? This is clearly a big deal because we are emotionally invested in this. Well, we want to go on the trip. <laughs> can we? Uh, I want the guys to have a fun we, time. Can we hop on that charter jet? <laughs> Listen, I'll I'll be the water boy. Let's go, man. I'll serve drinks. Yeah, whatever. And then if they need a bucket, I'll get I'll, in and shoot I'll, a three from the I'll, corner. You know, I'll serve drinks. Whatever. I'll get you another granola bar. Whatever. What, whatever you need, man. <laughs> a hot towel. Whatever you need. Okay, coming up. A BYUB pioneer passes. Plus, our elite voice. All about the new guy for BYU basketball. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation presented by BYU Food to Go. The MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation continues with your daily reminder. The show available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. You can download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review, please. Our question of the day. What is your reaction to BYU basketball signing Brandon Averett? Grad transfer from Utah Valley University, previously at Oklahoma State. At Jerem Jordan 2. This isn't me. Answers I've on pro- Twitter. It's a dude named Tyler Stinson. I just looked it up. This is not Jerem's burner At account. At Jerem Jordan 2. 
Jeremy's uh, burner account is the Oracle. My burner account is <laughs> at BYU Cougars. <laughs> the Oracle. <laughs> Only, there's like three people that are listening that know what that means. <laughs> We're just going to leave it at that. At Jerem Jordan 2, Tyler Stinson on Twitter. Pure joy. Averett is the perfect final piece to complete BYU's 2020-2021 roster puzzle. Now BYU has depth and talent at every position. This team has the potential to make a sweet 16 appearance. Okay, okay. calm down, everybody. When I look through my blue goggles. Oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah. There's the qualifier. Yeah. Let's Hashtag just be, BYUSN. I just don't want to do what we did with the Lone Peak 3, which was like build it up to be. I, I'm just sensitive to that. It's like enjoy that process and that journey. And if it happens, awesome. Get back to the NCAA tournament because even though BYU was surely headed there this previous season, it didn't actually didn't happen. happen. Yeah. At Kez Tur on Twitter, so excited. This is a sign of a paradigm shift in how BYU basketball is stacking up to other schools that are recruiting these same players. Credit Mark Pope, Yoli Childs, and an amazing team this last year for laughing them or launching them rather into the national spotlight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Today's or our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at CL underscore living on Twitter. It's good. Oh, boy. It's good. Says, I don't even know the guy, and already he is my favorite. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I like that. Okay, today's combined rise and shout-out. Longtime BYU communications professor and co-founder of KBYU, Dr. Norman Carlyle Tarbox, passed away. Uh, in 1990, KBYU awarded him the Pioneer Broadcasting Award, 2000, the KBYU Broadcast Visionary Award, and in 2009, the Lifetime Achievement Award. So one of the founding members of uh, KBYU early on, Dr. Tarbox, has passed away. And uh, our thoughts and uh, prayers and condolences to the family. Absolutely. Uh, what a pi- I mean, pioneer is the right word. And he went to he went to Utah, then Syracuse, and then worked locally, and then BYU said, "Hey, we need this guy." We are we are benefiting from yeah. a legacy that he helped set long, up. Long time later, yeah. look at that. Our thanks to today's guest, Brandon Averett. He's now a BYU basketball Cougar. Sorry to uh, Dennis Pitta. No time. Conversation continues on the internet. Use hashtag BYU. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Mike Regal. We'll see you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. Get those blue goggles ready. Go Cougs.